Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. You're tuning in to the online broadcast network, AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads from over 200 countries and your number one source in after-show entertainment. TV, the destination for TV superfans, producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows, interviewing celebrities and showrunners, and bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! Hey, guys! Welcome back to Classic Doctor Who. Back in time, that is. Because we're talking about 196 episodes from 1963 and 64. I'm your host, Zach Wilson. Uh, we're talking the Daleks. <laughs> the are. first appearance of the Daleks ever. Uh, we're going to do the... Uh, well, let's uh, we'll get into that. But thank you guys for joining us. This is the story. This is story two, episodes... Five through eleven, I believe. Seven episodes. Do we get to say who we are? Yes. I was introducing <laughs> the show, and now my, I can introduce my lovely panel. Well, it's nice to see what your priorities are. <laughs> yeah, the show. It's okay. Yeah, no, I know. We put the show first. Yeah, of course. Now you're continuing to make jokes instead of talking about the show. So exactly. Uh, to my left. Hi, I'm Katie Cullen. I thought you were going to introduce me. Hello, everyone. <laughs> To my left, (laughs) Megan Salinas. Hi, everybody. And to my left, Ah, Tari Miller. Well, thanks, guys, for joining us. Uh, We're going to... Who are you? I'm Zach Wells. I already saw (laughs) (laughs) I thought we were going to go full circle. They don't care anymore. They're like, yes, (laughs) the damn show. Um, We're going to talk about all seven episodes tonight. But I want to just give you a heads up at the beginning. We only have about 45 minutes for this podcast, so we're going to blow through this. We're going to jump past the cave walking episodes for the <laughs> most part. We'll, we'll talk about She's what just happens. Slugging through. But <laughs> yeah. So we're going to we're going to we, we might miss a few things trying to get as much as we can in, but we want to talk about the bulk of this episode. And the big thing about this episode is the Daleks, who don't actually make a full body appearance in the Dead Planet, which is the first episode of the series. So, and so where we left off our heroes, where we left our heroes, um, <laughs> the radiation was in the danger zone. Uh, dun, dun, dun. Was there a highway there? Yeah. Uh, no, there was not. There were nothing but stone trees and dusty soil. Which I I really liked that that just it was just a small moment, but it, you know they're looking at the petrified flower, and then Ian gets distracted and just absolutely crushes it. <laughs> and the look on Susan's face when it was crushed, she was just so sad. Well, we had to set her up finding another petrified flower so we could learn that there's living things on the planet. When one of them decides to introduce itself by grabbing her shoulder, 
That's helpful. <laughs> Ultimate way to introduce yourself. I mean, don't, no, I don't think so. If you're coming up behind someone, you tap them lightly on the shoulder. Maybe you should say hi, but <laughs> running <laughs> away is just as good. <laughs> Everything on this planet is dead, except for that. <laughs> well, I mean, for him, because they don't, they have no idea about like space travel at this point or time travel, any of this stuff. So he doesn't know where she came from. She could just be some unknown person but we'll get we'll get to the thals yes. we'll get to them um so that they're walking through this petrified jungle um but and obviously uh susan uh not susan rather barbara and ian are like can we please go home <laughs> i don't know where we are and he's like we're totally on another planet guys um <laughs> He's just I, like, we, we gotta go check it out, you know? We got exploring to do. Well, and I loved Ian being, well, a small part of this may have been our fault. Like, no, no, you were the one that chose to follow a student to a junkyard and then force your way into that. No, there's no. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. No small part of this involved here. It's your fault. Well, they didn't ask to get taken back in time. No. Susan didn't ask to get followed. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. Well, I mean, we could argue about the, the last episode, yeah, but we've done we that. You can tune into the other podcast <laughs> on iTunes and YouTube. Anyway, um, so they find the metal. I really like the moment with the metal lizard. And Ian's <laughs> like, that can't. It's made of metal. How can it be a, like a living thing or even like used to be a living thing? And the doctor that calls him out, it's like, can't you imagine anything beyond, like, what you've seen? There's more to this universe than just Earth. And I think that's also, like, communicating to the audience, we're not just going to stay on Earth and, like, travel through time. Like, imagine the possibilities of what we could discover on this TV yeah, show. Yeah, because yeah. this was, you know, obviously this is a time travel show and everything like that, but in the previous episode we went to Earth's past, and this is this is very much the introduction to, no, there's a great big universe out there that we can explore and play around with. And instead of caveman politics, we have Scarrow politics. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you're yeah. way better. <laughs> yeah. No matter where you are, when you are, there are politics at work. <laughs> I don't care if you're lions out in the jungle. Somebody's king. That's politics. <laughs> um, I thought it was... There's some really like interesting little tidbits in this episode. Uh, grandfather doesn't know how to fly the ship. <laughs> <laughs> Just sort of glossed over real quick. Some things never change. Yeah, I don't yeah. know that he ever really learned. But, no. um, but that's a really interesting little like tidbit that they're throwing at us and if you're starting from the beginning that they're just throwing in now like by the way this guy doesn't know what he's doing <laughs> this guy has absolutely no clue and he's our expert 
<laughs> but he's like clearly having a good time. He wants to explore. He's like, this is weird. This is cool. That's that's the fun thing about it. Like you still, you know, William Hartnell is was a great doctor because mm-hmm. even though even though he's kind of this grumpy old man, he still has that twinkle in his eye, and he still wants to go explore and have adventures and everything like that. And it's yeah. just fun to watch. Watch him light up every now and yeah. then. Well, it's he's great. like an older man, but by comparison to modern Doctor Who, he's... How old is he? Like 80, maybe? Like 80 years old as opposed to like know. 1800? <laughs> <laughs> uh, he'd still be several hundred years old at Would this he? point. Probably. Given the time on Gallifrey. I, I have no idea. <laughs> I mean, I guess... <laughs> he'd, I, still, he'd be several hundred, but he wouldn't be 900 or... I Whatever guess if it's supposed we, to be now. If we look at Matt Smith as an example, because he's the here's the modern doctor we've seen live the longest. Mm-hmm. He lived for like five hundred years, just like in the same or like maybe like three hundred years without aging, really, without right. aging past the Matt Smith as a human being. He, he aged a little bit and, towards the end there. <laughs> yeah, but that was three what three hundred years in the same place, something yeah. like that. Yeah, um, and he mentions uh, later in the episodes that he was a pioneer on Gallifrey, so that implies that he yeah was, he he, he used to have adventures, yeah. right? Yeah, exactly. Once upon a time, <laughs> uh, and so they see the big city. And we, I mean, anyone who has watched, who's up to date, and knows what Scarrow is, is like, and knows what the title of the episode and all that. <laughs> like, um, no, no, danger, no, no, Will no, Robinson, no. danger. Like, oh, a city, um, and it's very like retro futurism, like yeah. that perfect like nineteen sixties. Just like everything is perfectly smooth. Mm-hmm. Like there's no features on any of the Which, buildings. How cool when when they actually? I don't want to jump ahead, but when they actually get there, how cool was it when like the way they shot? that entire sequence towards the end of that first episode with kind of the tilted angles and the doors especially and knowing that all of this was done on a stage yeah, yeah. Um, and just, just the impressive. architecture everyone having to duck under the low arch doorways the motion sensors being at about plunger height if you know what's coming <laughs> you can look at it and go yeah this was a city built by Daleks this is really cool <laughs> watch out I don't usually uh-huh. find myself appreciating camera angles and shot framing, but that was particularly good. I mean, I have been surprised. I, when Before I dove into this stuff, I thought we were going to see, like, three camera sitcom style. <laughs> like, what you usually see when you're in a studio where you can't, like, bounce around too much because you have limited sets, limited budgets, all that... I expected a lot to be a lot more flat, but no, they have tracking shots. They have everything. Mm-hmm. It looks good. It looks better than I, I expected it to be. Yeah, yeah, and considering how little they had to work with, yeah. it's really impressive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I guess it's when you're you're short on resources that forces you to get creative. <laughs> well, and just that one rotating shot in the very last episode where it's almost 360 degrees showing everything that's going on in the room mm-hmm. except for the person standing behind the camera. That was <laughs> Awesome. Yes, absolutely. Um, so we talked a little bit about when she gets tapped on the shoulder and no one believes her, which to me, I'm just like, you're on an alien planet. <laughs> Why do you not believe, especially the doctor who like knows better to like, even at this point is like, he's talking about like, let your mind like free up your mind to believe yeah. anything. And he's like, oh, no, 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 impossible. <laughs> you're a crazy child. No one tapped you on the shoulder on this mysterious planet where we know nothing about what's going on. Well, he's I mean, already decided that everything is dead. 
Yeah. Nothing could survive. Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> um, and so the big the big thing in this episode, though, after that, is when they the, they all want to leave. And the doctor's like, no. We, I want to explore, you guys. There's so much out there. And they're like, no, we need to leave. Um, and he, so he's like, oh, no. The ship broke, you guys. <laughs> Nobody notices him bend down, do something, and then immediately have to go back in there a minute later. Oh, gosh. Uh, what was it? Rule one, the doctor lies or something? Yeah. yeah. Right away, the doctor lies. He's just like, he wants to explore. I'm going to explore. You are not. I don't care who you people are. We are exploring this planet. <laughs> whatever the consequences, whatever time war consequences might be had. <laughs> Just because he can travel to the future doesn't mean he can see it. That's fair. Right. <laughs> or uh, predict it, I suppose. I was having a, I was talking about what uh, this doctor to me is, and he's like this really uh, fanciful dad. Like, and the companions are his children, and so it's like when all the kids want to go home from a camping trip, <laughs> and you're like, "Guess the car's broken, guys. Guess we gotta go on the camping trip. <laughs> Guess we gotta stay. Yeah. Make some more. Go fishing. In the acid lake. <laughs> yeah, I would. I would hope the dad didn't take you out to like radio fall or radio. Fallout area <laughs> to go camping. Yep. We're gonna go camp at Chernobyl. <laughs> um, and so they find a bo- like a box of glass vials, and they're just like, "What is this? That's weird." And then they move on. <laughs> um, oh, oh, can we talk really quick about like how they make food in the TARDIS? Oh yeah, I love that was the food maker. <laughs> that was also I was I, part of me totally expected it to be like Star Trek, like <laughs> where he's just gonna like pull out a plate of bacon and eggs <laughs> and like hand it to him. Um, but I loved it. this was more in my mind. It was like Willy Wonka's like heavy yeah. flavor gum or whatever it's called. I prefer the space Nutrigrain bars. I like that. <laughs> it was cute. I, although, like, when, what we know from later that the TARDIS is actually huge and has all these rooms and everything like that, part of me kind of wants, like, one of those rooms to be a diner. <laughs> Something <laughs> like that where you can just put an order in. Or food it, will come out. Then, Kitchen. There's just an automated wait staff. <laughs> <laughs> like, that it comes around, hey, honey, what can I get you today? <laughs> um, so... They're looking for Mercury <laughs> on this strange planet, which is a weird thing to need. <laughs> like, a weird thing to, to assume would be out exa- there. Exactly. Like, like, oh, maybe we'll just find some Mercury <laughs> in the far. I mean, I guess they were in... It was in thermometers back then. Yeah. Like, yeah. The dollar, you go to the, the pharmacy to get a thermometer, and it's full of mercury. So maybe it's not so far-fetched. It's like walking Metal into lizards. a gas station and asking for plutonium. <laughs> It's not safe, regardless. Um, but so they, 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 Ian does the classic thing that you never do on TV, although it's early days. <laughs> Ian um, is the reason you don't do it on TV. Let's split up. No! <laughs> and, and Barbara, as like, I feel like is this is what she's like there for in Aww, a way. she's the Daphne of the group. <laughs> she just gets captured like right away and we see the only thing we're gonna oh I, I, we see the plunger 
<laughs> Although, how great is that? Because even, I feel like even if you're not, if you haven't watched any of Classic Who, I feel like you've seen that screenshot. Like, because it's just such an iconic image from Doctor Who. Just, um, because it was like the first real cliffhanger of the show. And it was a really big cliffhanger for, I think, television at the time, too. Because mm-hmm. everyone was like, what was that? Because well, you don't really <laughs> consider cavemen to be a threat. Because they're cavemen, but this is like I don't know what that is, and I don't like it. Ah. Yeah, and you like you don't you legitimately have no idea why there's a plunger on the screen. <laughs> um, <laughs> anyway, a race of plumbers. I was going to say a malevolent race of plumbers. Thank you. Yes, Mario. <laughs> is Mario on Wario. this dead planet? Ah, oh, that would be good. Wario. <laughs> um, and so. Uh, they so that that's where it leaves us, and then we get into the survivors, episode two of story two, um, and they're still looking for Mercury, and they're like, "Where'd Barbara go? She didn't meet up with <laughs> Maybe us." Maybe splitting up wasn't such a great idea. <laughs> well, we only need one of these to run the TARDIS, so <laughs> remember that next time, Ian. <laughs> he will not remember that next God. time. Um, and well, the, doc- the doctor. Well, oh, oh, sorry. Go oh ahead. no, no! I think you were just about to touch on it. Like, I think the doctor was just kind of like, "Meh, he's kind of okay with leaving people behind." Oh it's not yeah, really a bad deal for him. We only need one of these to run the TARDIS, and it ain't her. And this is where they find a bunch of measuring instruments. Their first sign that this is an advanced civilization. Um, and that's when the doctor realizes, like, what he might find here. But of course, they also find a Geiger counter. Mm-hmm. In there, Oops. and they're like, "Oh, <laughs> this is a problem. This explains why Barbara was getting a headache before, and we should get out of here." Yeah, because yeah. they've been exposed to like dangerous amounts of radiation the entire time that they've just been walking around all willy nilly. <laughs> we should leave. <laughs> um, and yeah, they, they're but they're like, we gotta find. Barbara and the doctor's like, and they're like, but we can't, we gotta find Mercury first, or we can't get out of here. And they're actually, like, well, about that, <laughs> you know, I just really wanted to go exploring, <laughs> and I didn't think it would be any harm, so I lied. <laughs> we should get out. I of thought here. it would be a lark. <laughs> um, and I guess because he's old, like he's probably already feeling the effects of the radiation at this point. Yeah. And we know, like as he gets sicker and sicker later. Um, but before they can really deal with any of that, we meet the dollar. Which, how, Wait. I, I can only imagine what it must have been like, you know, being in the audience, like, in 1963, and just having four of them pop up at the very beginning of this episode going, what are those? Yeah. They're giant, evil pepper pots. <laughs> <laughs> but I think at the time, like, now we're used to very sleek robots, very like very like attack, very, like they're like gonna sleek through the air with like a very thin frame, like Terminator Two. Like, <laughs> yeah. But at the time, an evil robot like that could that an evil alien robot is effectively what they're seeing. Well, and mm-hmm. even back then, like I would imagine that most of like the the robots in sci-fi were still very humanoid. Nothing about the Daleks looks human. Yeah. And so it's it's just kind of one of the one of the things that made them creepy was mm-hmm. that they're, they're they are so alien and they have and how great was it to hear them still talk in that really fun yeah. synthesized voice? <laughs> yeah. Not going to lie, I loved that. It's it's like interesting going backwards. It's the kind of thing like if they did it today would never 
believe it. it. it would, well, no one would do it. It was just like you would never design something like this. Like our little guy on the table here. Like, you'd never design that. You'd <laughs> it's never just adorable. You'd almost <laughs> never evil. make them sound like that. It just is nuts. But it works. It works in then, and it still works now, regardless. Like right. it's all about how you present it, how threatening you make it. It's it's like the the first Eccleston episode, Dalek. Yeah. This is the Daleks when it was just Dalek, just one. That was the scariest bit of that's the scariest a Dalek has been, to in in my opinion, in the modern run. Yeah. Because it was just one of them and just tearing through uh like this military base, I think it was. Yeah. 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 And then it can fly. Right. <laughs> so at that point everyone's just like, Oh shoot. So all of the classic viewers watching that episode are going, No, 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 no and all the new viewers are like, What is No, 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 no. <laughs> um but <laughs> you, you, they're like leading through. You will move ahead of us and follow my instructions. <laughs> Which, yeah, these are like the. Even though like this is you know the first time we we get introduced to the Daleks, I was like, well, that's very polite of them. Yeah. They're stunningly <laughs> sane. When but you these see are, them later these on, are, they're crazy. Yeah. These are early Daleks. These yes. are not evil. They're not quite evil yet per that's se. True. They're not one hundred percent space Nazis. And yet. like we'll we'll, <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, I mean, we keep, we'll get into we, that a little later bit later in yeah. the episode, yeah. or later in the um, story. But so like. They're in prison. Like, Barbara's in prison. Everyone gets thrown in. Again. They're all in prison again. Oh, and uh, oh, no. Ian got paralyzed. Uh, That's right. Because I was terrified so, because for a minute I thought they legitimately killed him because I'm not used to seeing somebody get shot by a Dalek and, and live. not die. <laughs> yep. Looking at there going, oh, Ian died that day. No, and he didn't. I like, the, I like the way that they do it because like now they have the effects where it's like you x-ray vision them as before they die. But back then all they could do is polarize the film to show a flash of light. Right. Which I love Looked that they really still cool. have yeah. that, though. Like you said, with that they have special effects for it now, but it's a very similar visual. Mm-hmm. And I love that that stayed consistent throughout the years. Yeah. it's like Because it, it's weird seeing it in reverse. Like, yeah. <laughs> now we know why it does that Now thing. it's like, oh, that's why the, the because, thing is like this. Because yeah. all they could think was we need to do something. They couldn't do like laser, effect, like Star Wars style laser effects. They just like had like little like strings coming out of the <laughs> laser so gun. <laughs> um, but they could polarize the film. They could do in camera tricks to like or just direct doing it to the film. It's almost just, it's just a science technique. It's chemicals to get mm-hmm. that done. Um but so the laser's set on stun. And, then, <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. they, they, they bring them to Barbara. They're all in prison. There's no furniture. They, she establishes that they're super far underground at this point. They get, they, the lift takes them up and down. <laughs> the lift uh, takes deep into the earth, which <laughs> starts to make sense why they're that deep because there's radiation. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, I love when they they're first starting to talk to the Daleks, and the doc this is the doctor's first meeting of what will become his greatest enemy, and they're just so it's such like a they're talking about the Thals and like who the hell are the Thals? Um, why are these ones okay? They don't know who these people are. They're trying to justify because they don't have time travel yet. They're the big other time traveling race. Um, 
my favorite moment though (laughs) (laughs) of this scene is like when he's like i've got to get uh, get back to my tardis tardis he is becoming delirious (laughs) 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 like people show up you don't know one word he must be delirious he's crazy Uh, i mean he is saying a word he is a fall (laughs) supposedly we think what is he um And then they go into the explanation, and I had no idea about this backstory to Scaro that there are two home species. Um, it's something, it's a, I love it as a sci-fi sort of like thing about, uh, just a planet of a world where, why can't two intelligent species rise up at the same time? There's no reason it had to be one. I mean, in our case, we kind of just killed everyone else that might have had any intelligence, (laughs) but. Well, well that's kind of what's going on here. Well, and the the great thing about sci-fi is that, you know, it has a lot of interesting social commentaries on the time that it's produced, or yeah. a lot of good sci-fi does. And, you know, this is the same kind of time period where, you know, the original Godzilla, you know, radiation, or all, <laughs> all those B-monster movies, radiation was the cause of all these horrible monsters. Mm-hmm. And so it's very interesting to see, you know, it's the same kind of thing with the Daleks. And they're talking about, the, oh, they're horribly mutated out there. <laughs> uh, we had to hide in here. You're sort of thinking, like, oh, that's why they're in those little metal things, is to hide from the radiation. Um, and so that's sort of what they're establishing. But it's not just that, and, like, we get into it more as we go forward, but they're really dealing with a race war. In the mm-hmm. 60s, it's very much about, it's civil rights era. Like, that's the big fight going on in the world right now. I think less so in England, or less prominently in England. It's still very much an issue, but not as strongly as it was in the U.S. But the idea, we're only 20 years removed from World War II. And the idea of equal rights between peoples, two different types of people, and the classism, the, that all that struggle is very real to everyone in this like every people on earth in real life (laughs) in the 60s so and that's very it's not even pretty very well disguised it's right directly in there but palatable yeah i think at one point they even say like oh they hate you because you're different Mm -hmm. yeah throughout explicit yeah throughout this story they're they're talking about how they're told just because you're different um which they look like us (laughs) the horrible mutants (laughs) We're the mutants. No, that's not what happened. Um, but so the uh, the Daleks want the drugs that for the radiation drugs for themselves because they can't go outside. That's their big. <laughs> they're like, we can't go outside anymore. <laughs> Please help. Um, the doctor is like he kind. Of, I think he kind of wants to help the Daleks at this point, right? I think yeah. he's more concerned about dying of radiation. That's true. Yeah. Oh, I'm Slowly jumping. Fading. I'm totally jumping yeah. ahead in Priority my notes. One, not dying. <laughs> my notes are yeah. But um, but yeah. Uh, but he has no. Re- he doesn't have the suspicion that he does. Obviously, later on down the road. Yeah, just, yeah. I'll, ignore what I just said. I'm going to get into it way later. In the ignore episode. me. <laughs> ignore. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, but so, so they send Susan out to get the 
vials. I kind of love this scene because Ian's like, I'll go, I'll go. Legs give out from under him. Like, no, you yeah. don't yeah. go. Ian wants man. to go. Yeah. The doctor doesn't. All right. Well, <laughs> he has to be the man. <laughs> he is physically incapable of send, being the man right now. You can't send a, a small girl. I mean, you shouldn't be sending the small girl out. But you. Well, she's well. also the only one who knows how to unlock the TARDIS. And she straight up said there's 23 different places in the lock and only one of them is correct. If you get it wrong, it'll melt down and no one's getting in. It's a defense mechanism for the TARDIS itself. So, no, you can't go. You don't know what you're doing. He can't go because he's (laughs) sick. I gotta go. No, I'll be the man. I'll do it. Falls on the floor. (laughs) No, you're done. Sit down. Good luck, Susan. Don't get up. Don't get up. (laughs) And so that's where we leave that, leave the episode survivors and we move into the escape. Because obviously they've got to break out of prison again. <laughs> again, um, this is going to be a running theme. Yeah, that's what I'm afraid of. <laughs> um, and so she goes out and she meets one of the Thal, which he's just this tall, handsome, blonde dude named with Aladdin a funny, with a funny outfit. <laughs> have, have you noticed that all like, if the aliens look like white people, they're good? Well, have we noticed this? <laughs> have we noticed <laughs> this? <laughs> Uh, uh. So much for all that social commentary. <laughs> I mean, it's something I, I saw on, uh, I've seen on some of the blogs and stuff talking about this episode. Um, particularly, I'll give, I'll give a shout out to uh, Tardis of Ruditorium, um, which is a nice blog. If you ever, if we skip over any episodes that they have a full, he's been doing this for years, recapping all of Doctor Who in, in blog form. Um, but he, he was saying something about, um, uh, the fact that the doctor sides with the the thals because they're humanoid in a way, mm-hmm. like, and we'll talk about more about that choice as when we get to the rescue, the final episode. But well, the audience would also immediately side with them because they're humanoid. Just because the Daleks look so alien and they're so completely inaccessible, they have no eyes, they have no hands. How do you know what they're feeling? And you see this other alien race, and even though they set them up as, oh, they're evil, oh, they're mutants, oh, they're awful, you see them and you go, people! <laughs> and immediately like them better. Yeah. Um, you, you like what's comfortable. But yeah. I think and I think that's something that Modern Who has tried to tackle a little bit more of that, like, the stranger uh, species out there are just as good. Like, don't be prejudiced. And yeah. they've definitely tackled that a little bit more. But this is the 60s. Yeah, it's, it's still the 60s. You still, <laughs> this is the 60s. You still need people to watch. <laughs> I was going to say, no matter how you know, what kind of relevant commentary you're trying to make in the writing that doesn't necessarily always shine through in the finished product. I mean, it's, yeah. it's baby steps. You can't, yeah. you couldn't just jump, jump, dive right into all that. Yeah. Right. It, Star Trek was brought, was the first ones to really go at it full force. And good for them. Good for them. Yeah. yeah. Um, but so, uh, uh, Aladdin, Aladdin, it was like, that was his name, wasn't it? Like, yeah, um, something yes, like that. Was, yes, I wrote Aladdin, and it was just like, I'm like <laughs> Aladdin. You, you're Aladdin. You're <laughs> you're white blonde. Or you're Aladdin. Can I call you um, Al? <laughs> or maybe just Din? How about Laddie? <laughs> <laughs> I, I wrote. I just wrote handsome man in turtle cloak. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, you're really not did. wrong. It had like all the little hexagons on it. <laughs> it looks like a turtle cloak. Um. <laughs> And so he's talking about if they call us mutations, what must they be like? So, I mean, that's an interesting thought of, like, 
that clearly wasn't how they stood. Neither one of them was how they started. What we know, what we eventually get the reveal of in Modern Who of what the Dalek being actually looks like versus mm-hmm. the Thals, which are now very much humanoid. Who knows what they started? They could have been very similar. Fluffy mm-hmm. bunnies. <laughs> That'd be really funny. Um, I'm up for it. On this, on this ancient version of Scarrow, who knows where they began? But like, and that's an interesting little twist that like weird, like the mutants look just normal. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And we don't know what's inside the metal containers. It's kind of Twilight Zone-ish, you know, one of those things yeah. where you realize that, you know, what's normal is actually horrifying and what we consider normal is, you know, looked down upon. One of those Twilight Zone episodes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Everyone has a pig face. Exactly. And yeah. that's the one I was thinking <laughs> I, I am aware. <laughs> and the big thing is, like, the the whole war was finished hundreds of years ago, and they didn't even, neither race knew the other one. Well, the Daleks know that the Thals are still out there, but the Thals had no idea that there were still Daleks. They've been underground for years. They, mm-hmm. They're like, they're still here? Um, and we get more into that later on when we're talking about like all this stuff, all the crazy stuff that's going on with them. Um, so, and this is this was the biggest bomb drop in the entire story for me was... And like I don't know if they like intention if they sort of have retconned this out to this point. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. Um, but the idea that it used to be that the Thals were the the warriors side, they were the fighters, mm-hmm. and the Daleks were the teachers and the philosophers. That's a huge that's bomb drop. Tragic. That is so sad. If that's the case, I, again, who knows if it's been retconned or not? <laughs> Did they say who made the decision to drop the bomb in the first place? Well, it was the. I think the Daleks had the bomb. I mean, it, when you're get when you get into a war, whatever whatever caused it, when you get into a war, you become a warrior. Right. Yeah. As the as we clearly see in the Doctor's story over so many years. Um, you just circumstances force you to become that, right? Uh, it's like the nerdy kid in uh, high school, where like he's getting picked on by this other race, the jocks or whatever, <laughs> and then uh, eventually he overcompensates <laughs> by becoming like an even bigger jock and just tries to essentially be, he becomes the bully from that point on. Yeah, and that's that's exactly what happens here. Like the Thals are now farmers because they they want quote unquote won the war and just. They yeah, they're had pacifists to, to, just now. to survive. Yeah, now they have no reason for war. And the Daleks are pepper pots. <laughs> <laughs> um, but to me, like this is where my brain's going, and I'm sure that there's more laid out in this in classic. Who like down the road? Um, in my mind, it, it, se- it doesn't actually seem like that crazy of a, a jump because if you're if you are a philosopher and you start to analyze a world where you're being attacked. By an, by another race, and there's like a race war going on, that breeds hatred. And we know from like uh, modern who like Davros, like we that they were like sort of did designed. They, did they drop that name in this no, episode? No. I, I could have sworn I, don't I think heard it comes it. along till like three or four. I don't think any of the Daleks use names at any point in this episode. I feel like they they said it at one point. I mean, I might have misheard it, but I feel like they said it at one point when they were talking to the Thal about like the history of the world. And Interesting. Like now mm. I have to go back and I, listen. I, I couldn't tell you. It's seven episodes, <laughs> so I have no idea. Commenters, did it happen? Yes or no? Um, I might have made it up. I don't know. <laughs> I don't think Davros comes in for like... Oh wow! Years, like but, decades. But I but. remember my my ears picking up when I thought I heard it because I was like, "That's like an interesting, just kind of like name drop there." Knowing what we know down the road, right. yeah. 
Um, it would be something. It would be an interesting thing to like just like accidentally put in there. And then go back and be like, okay, that word. We're going to make that. We're going to turn that thing. into a thing. Yeah. Uh, which I think who modern who does all the time. Um, but uh, I like the idea that they that the the philosophy becomes. I have to breed something of pure hatred to deal with the like. If he's creating a warrior race essentially to fight the warriors that are attacking him. He breeds them to hate them. And that hate that he puts into them, that he feels towards these people, extends out to life and just grows until it's hatred of everything, of hatred of the universe, and just a desire to destroy everything that we know of the modern Daleks to exterminate. Yeah, and it's very interesting seeing all the groundwork for that just kind of laid out here. Mm-hmm. Right. And, I mean, we'll see as we go forward where that actually goes. Yeah. Oh, uh, though I felt like throughout the whole episode, it, I didn't. I never felt hate from the Daleks. To tell the truth, I just felt like they were trying to survive uh, in the worst by the worst means possible. Because these I mean, were the nicest Daleks. Well, yeah. I mean, <laughs> in modern Who, they're like they're kind of like caricatures of themselves. They're like, crazy. Yeah. Yeah, they're the, they're the space Nazis. Yeah. <laughs> What's the thing? <laughs> they, <laughs> they grow to that point yes. over time. Yeah, and um, it's kind of interesting seeing them, like, be tactical, um, as opposed to literally going in guns blazing as we're, as we're accustomed to. Like, they actually set a trap mm-hmm. and, you know, um, you know, under the, the pretense of a peace treaty and everything <laughs> like that. I mean, that's the, that's the beginning of, like, that's evil stuff. Like, when you're signing, when you're faking a peace treaty. Yeah, with that's the intention pretty of killing, awful. Like, that's, that's pretty bad. Yeah. Um, and so, they they pull it like back in like Susan goes back she meets with like all the thals and like get that weird the the only notable thing other than the the history was the blonde girl like stroking the tardis in the yeah. <laughs> it's like, that's... hello hello sexy <laughs> um and they're just as interested to see what the daleks at this point they're like they have science and invention maybe we can work together now they're thinking we can be together and we can save everyone Send them. She sends the. They send her with medicine. They give her two vials, to t- two boxes of vials to take back. Which like, the, then the Daleks like give her one when she gets back. Uh, let her cure the doctor and all that stuff. Um, this could have been the end of the doctor just right away. <laughs> the Daleks could have done it from the start, and they didn't. They gave him medicine. <laughs> it's been a um, very short well, series. They 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 did it because they felt like they could use these people. It wasn't like it that wasn't was real kindness. <laughs> he would have just regenerated, though. Yeah, probably. Yeah. We didn't know that at the time, and that was probably not a thing at the time. But nonetheless, and then at, like they they decide they're going to pull a trick and break out of prison by shoving <laughs> mud in the Dalek's <laughs> eye. I love how well orchestrated this was because it was. <laughs> shove the mud in the eye and then make sure that they're cut off from the power source because evidently they were being powered through the floor mm-hmm. so they cut off from the power source by rolling him onto the turtle cloak <laughs> and <laughs> propping the door open by sticking something under it so the automated door won't close it this was really well thought out yeah i mean the static- they don't, you, the last time we saw them make a plan it was set stick on fire put skull on top <laughs> and <laughs> hide better. and wait to sneak up right <laughs> it totally works i mean whatever works this was done. a much higher level of planning yeah. um, this was much better and the static thing clearly something that does not stick around yeah, yeah. after this episode. Episode. Daleks For work reasons. the same way that bumper cars do. Who knew? 
Um, bomb. <laughs> bomb. But, but so then, as we get into the, the episode, The Ambush, um, they literally break into the top of a dock, and then Ian goes into the most dangerous place <laughs> in the universe. Inside a Dalek. Um, I guess it's a lot less dangerous when you're really big. Yeah, right. <laughs> I love that they just kind of pop the lid, put it back down, and go, why don't you ladies go keep watching the hallway? <laughs> no one needs to see this. It will affect their sensitivity. <laughs> um, they just, like, wrap the Dalek in a cloak and, like, In the turtle cloak. It. Yeah, yeah. Just, like, Drop it on the floor. Bye. I mean, again, this is early Dalek, so like probably not as like reliant on this on the shell on the shell to survive. Well, and it had a hand. Yeah, where, clawed, gnarled little thing. But yeah, which it had a I mean, hand. you can see the how that informed the design later on because it's like it's very dark, but theoretically could have been green. And and mm-hmm. I like it again, kind of going back to if we were watching this for the first time in the '60s, you know, they just kind of grab this little bundle and like and you know are able to toss it away. And it's like, are they really that small? They're you know you could to mm-hmm. the point where you can just pick them up, yeah. and then and then you see the hand come out from under the cloak, and you're like, what does it actually? look like. Yeah, and that, but, you don't get to know. <laughs> but it, babies. but as like the <laughs> babies. As a 60s production would not be able to give us something so scary, the idea just the that little reptilian looking hand sneaking out is much scarier oh, yeah. of an idea of what's inside this Dalek. Like mm-hmm. it's this crazy thing and it's controlling these lasers and the eye stalk and all that from right inside. Oh no, classic horror. If like what you come up with in your own imagination mm-hmm. is way scarier than anything they could show you on the Absolutely. screen. Absolutely. Um and then so the Thals are getting ready for an ambush an ambush as they're going in um, and we get the first time that the Daleks say exterminate. Yeah. <laughs> you understand. They like, they stop the, the other Dalek leaving. Like, you understand. They must be exterminated. <laughs> and like, my heart just melted. Like, <laughs> there it is. Exterminate. <laughs> um, so yeah, so, um, but everyone's suspicious. Like, Susan sent back the letter. She's the only one. She's like, this is great. <laughs> Everyone's <laughs> going to be happy. Oh, um, sure they are, Susan. <laughs> sure they are. Um, and so, the, and this is where this is the episode where they say, like, they're afraid of you because they're different from you. That mm-hmm. gets dropped. That they, And they dropped it. Like, Daleks used to be called dolls. Mm-hmm. Um, dolls and thalls. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So... That, and that's like the big big thing, like where Daleks came, where the name Daleks came from. Um, then the doctor is like, we just need to get out of here. Like <laughs> this is not our problem. We need to move on. And Ian's like, they took the fluid link that you broke out of the <laughs> machine. They fridged so me, and I don't have it anymore. That's a problem. And we this needed is, that. And <laughs> maybe you shouldn't have broken it, Doctor. Good um, job, everyone. Great decisions all around. And so before uh, before they get moving, and before we get moving, let's talk about <laughs> iTunes, you guys. Um, I want to just real quick because we don't have a lot of time left, and there's, there's still like three more episodes to go through. <laughs> technically, two of um, which will be they walked through caves. Yeah. <laughs> um, but so 
I thank you guys that that did review us. That went onto YouTube. There were tons of comments, people talking about it. I it's, I'm so excited that you guys are excited to watch with us, to journey through classic Who with us. Um, so I want to give a shout out to uh, to Ryan Wittalson, big fan of the show, big fan of After Buzz, friend of the show. Um, he says new Who and classics. Love that they're finally giving classic Who their due. I've been a fan of since the mid '80s when I would watch on PBS. So I was very excited to hear that classic Who would get covered again for new Who that lo- for new Who love the love the new setup for the panel allows us to get different views every week. Keep up the great work on both shows. Yay! Um, and then. Uh, ev- uh, there's a couple of people like on YouTube uh, that pointed out some stuff. So uh, Eduardo Leo uh, said uh, Susan is points out that Susan is not a time lady because you have to go through the academy <laughs> to become a time lord. She's just That's a Gallifreyan. Right. Oh, okay, fair enough. Which is something I actually don't think I ever really processed. Yeah, or, she, well, I guess I didn't know about it. She's but. going to our crummy Earth schools. <laughs> <laughs> she, she's like a time apprentice at best. <laughs> She understands um, physics, but not pens. <laughs> and then uh, G1 X Rider 13 uh, points out that there are a number of reasons that the TARDIS never really worked early on. Because <laughs> <laughs> um, it requires six pilots, apparently. Well, I mean, they um, talked about that in Journey's End. Yeah. I guess a little bit. But I wonder if that's ever established in the old series, or is that taking new canon and retroactively applying it to come up with a reason for old it canon? could be. I mean, yeah. either way, it's what the rules are now. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, there's a lot of really odd rules right now. <laughs> and then uh, John Schlitz uh, pointed out that we, we were joking a lot about the cavemen um, <laughs> yeah. and their British dialect and how funny it was. And, like, we did sort of fail to mention, although we're well aware that the TARDIS translation matrix is yeah. the reason for why they sound that way they do. <laughs> but it is really funny. <laughs> Regardless. Uh, I Like, you want them to be like, me want... Fire. <laughs> Get fire. Make tea. And they were they were like that halfway, but then they were like way more articulate than than that, but they weren't quite like Flintstones articulate. So. Yeah. And so Guys, if you want to get a shout out, please go onto iTunes, give us a review. Hope it's five stars. Hope you're enjoying yourself. Let us know what you like, what you want to see more of, what you want to see less of as we go forward. I also want to say if you guys can do us a huge favor, it's a big help to us. If you can go on to podcastone.com, that's podcast O N E one dot com, podcast one dot com, and do the quick survey for the for the the network for the show it really helps us to know exactly what you want to know the reviews are great for just us as hosts to know but this is how the network knows what to move forward on how to change things to make the experience better for you so you it really does make a world of difference for you to go on to podcastone.com and take the survey all right Let's get back into this. Yes. All right. Yes. Um, so, so they walk through a lot of yeah. caves. As we said, they go through a lot of caves. And we're just going to jump past that stuff because it's a long cave. And we only have like five, five to ten minutes. more minutes. Boring. Uh, <laughs> but the most important thing is that the Daleks get the anti-radiation medicine. It makes them extremely yeah. sick. And, yeah. and they realize, oh... We run on radiation now. Well, great. <laughs> Let's drop another bomb and wipe out everyone else on the planet. Yeah, I We mean, can't make a bomb. Let's just blow up our reactors instead. Yay! Yeah. The Daleks are very much like, well, if we're going to survive, we can, like, now that we've taken all this medicine, we can't survive without the radiation. Like, we need the radiation um, to, to live. Like, we've adapted 
We got to stay here. Um, but which, how great was Dalek Vision? But yeah. <laughs> so um, but meanwhile, the other thing that the Thals are doing, they don't want to attack, and Ian sort of goads them into it. Like they don't want a war, but they're like they're going to get a war, and the, yeah. e- even the Doctor like. At different points. So we'll just, like, lump everything together at this point. We're not going in any episode. But the Doctor is, doesn't want to kill the Daleks. He he doesn't see a reason to kill. Like, he's just like, we should we just need to get out of here. Um, he's going to regret that decision. Yeah. <laughs> like, a lot. But, like, the, sort of, Ian sort of talks him into it. Like, he just, the Doctor, it's not that he doesn't want to kill. He just doesn't want to take sides, I guess is really what it comes down to. Well, and Ian was really interesting, too, because he went from being like, I don't want these people to die on our behalf, because um, because initially it was, you know, they were putting themselves at risk to help, you know, to help these travelers, and they were just going to up and leave. So he's like, I don't want them to put themselves at risk, you know, for our sake, even even though our lives are at stake. And then going, yeah, completely the opposite as as the episodes progress uh, to the point where, yeah, you're absolutely right. He's goading them into, no, you have to fight. Yeah. Um, and, uh, like, so they, they, they launch, like, an invasion. Like, they split up and they, like, go in to try to take down the Daleks. Uh, this is the expedition and the rescue. Like, because the Doctor and Susan get captured. Of course. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but so they eventually break in, and there's like a brawl, a Dalek <laughs> versus Thal brawl, which is hilarious. It's really easy to just grab these guys and drag them around by their eye stalks. <laughs> they, yeah, they're just, it's like a wrestling match with a Dalek. Like they're throwing them, they're kicking them, they're rolling across. There's a Dalek crying at one point. <laughs> like a Dalek goes for he's like, wow. <laughs> That was one of the funniest things. Um, like, just because now, like, we're applying all the stuff we know about Daleks to this origin story, and it's just so different. It's yeah. so much fun. I was not expecting this. Um, Father. And I, there, there, there's a couple of interesting little things that I, that got dropped in here that, like, sort of stood out to me. There's a, The dogs have a sonic chamber. <laughs> which just like popped out. I mean, it's a totally irrelevant, but it was an interesting little thing. Um, and they, t- they they mentioned like five hundred years of destruction of war and destruction ended in a minute with one little brawl. It's like theoretically done. Yeah, um, <laughs> didn't they all just run out of power? Um, well, the the power matrix was struck, and so it just basically turned off the floor. Yeah. So, um. so again, the static electricity thing that will never be mentioned ever again. Um, just turned off the floor. Yeah. <laughs> no more bumper cars. Go home, kids. Carnival's closed. Cool. Bomb. <laughs> um, and and this is where after it's done, the doctor. This is the first time we see him uh, both regretting. And and so we the first time we see him happy is in this final scene as they're saying goodbye because he doesn't he doesn't want to have killed them. Why should he have killed them? Why should he have picked who lived and died? And he did like he effectively by joining the Thal side decided which race would live and die. Um, and then again, he's gonna regret the hell out of that. <laughs> if only and like the quote that I I wrote down, if only there'd been some other way, which again a theme that just stays so consistent throughout Do- Doctor Who is mm-hmm. there has to be another way to be- get there to like 
even up to the 50th. That was the whole thing, like, to end the war with the Daleks. And I wonder if it's an intentional callback now to this first appearance of them, but there has to be another way besides killing each other. Right. There has to be something else that we can do. Um, I mean, did, was there anything that jumped out at you guys uh, from this episode, like big themes or anything that you really want to talk about? Um, Barbara term? got kissed. <laughs> yeah, she did. good for That's her. What I remember from the last part of this last episode is where did that come from? Okay, you know what? Whatever. Well, in the caves, she deserves something. In the caves, they like had a little like back and forth where they had some nice banter and they had they a were, moment. Like, yeah. Along. yeah, they had a moment. So like, she's like. I'm leaving forever. Bye. I feel like we should all break into a stirring rendition of Secret Tunnel. <laughs> Never heard that I don't know. Yeah, it's I know. the one from Avatar. Come on, guys. Really? Yeah, you should no. know this. Oh, well. <laughs> well. Never mind. Well, one thing that, again, uh, just uh, mo- so much of this episode coming back to haunt the Doctor later, he's the one that tells the Daleks about time travel. Mm-hmm. Oh, like he's like yeah. I can take you to my ship I can like show you how it works and like don't do that um, <laughs> <laughs> that's um, the exact opposite of what you should do we're all like no 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 but no no just no. the knowledge drop that it's possible mm-hmm. and it's something that you've seen a lot in sci-fi like when somebody finds out that something is possible this is a thing that can happen it spurs the scientists to get there just on the basis that it could be possible. Right. They attack it because they know they could figure it out. Mm-hmm. And now the Daleks know that time travel and space travel is absolutely possible and will wreak havoc on the universe forever. <laughs> um, oh, so, I was really going to regret that decision. <laughs> so a lot of regret in this episode <laughs> in retrospect. Did um, the Doctor make any good decisions? I mean, in this episode, does he ever? <laughs> Occasionally. Um, but any any, any last thoughts about this episode before we wrap it up, guys? Um, uh, it's it was just kind of funny to to again see the Doctor as somebody who doesn't really know what he's doing and just kind of, again the genesis of what would be his greatest villain. It was yeah. it was fun, and I know that it you know for back then it was probably terrifying, but watching it now, it's like oh, this is adorable. <laughs> <laughs> um. I, I, I thought it was funny that the Daleks were so intent on nuking the planet that they didn't realize it, that they could have just gone outside and they would have got all the radiation they needed. <laughs> <laughs> well, didn't they, they needed, they wanted to convert the whole planet. Right, but they didn't need to. It was already, I think it was a little bit more about, guys. yeah, I think it was a little bit more about killing the other race <laughs> than it was. They won't. Well, it had something to do with the fact that they took the radiation like uh medicine made it impossible for them to keep living only sector the... two and three had received the medicine they had just come to the realization that they needed radiation to live and so they were like well we need it so we're gonna turn air into radiation <laughs> boom <laughs> <Yay! All right>. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah so uh, well, it's 1963 we can well, let some plot I guess, holes go and, and I guess you can let some you know commentary on you know the thing that you're afraid of you know ultimately changes what you become and everything yeah. like that yeah absolutely um, and so thanks for joining us guys this has been it's been fun talking about the origin of the dogs and so I want to talk a little bit just quickly about what we're going to be doing as we go forward, the, so you guys can watch with us. Next up, we're going to keep going in order for a little bit because the next yeah. few episodes are, are. I haven't watched them yet, but they're supposed to be very, very good and very, and very important to the Doctor Who storyline. We're going to uh, go 
Next week, we're going to do Edge of Destruction. It's a two-parter two um, that is called The Edge of Destruction. I don't know what else <laughs> to tell you guys. Um, and then follow that up. We're gonna, The next week, we're going to do the Aztecs. Aztec um, politics. <laughs> and, then, and then I think after that, we're going to jump ahead and do what a lot of you guys recommended, The Chase. Which is another episode, and eventually I'm like trying to figure out where it's on DVD. But I want to do maybe after that, maybe a few more Hartnell episodes. I want to do the Tenth Planet, which is a partially reconstructed story which contains the first regeneration. So those are some episodes that we are absolutely uh, yes. going to get to in the next month or two. Cool. Um, so join us for that. Uh, yeah. Thanks for watching, guys. Uh, this has been a blast. Uh, Tari Miller, we'll start at the other end. Where can people find you if they want to keep up uh, after the show? You can find me on Twitter at Tari J. That's T-A-U-R-I-J-A-Y. Uh, you can also find me on the Extant panel on Wednesdays and the Sword Art Online panel on sun- set- Sundays. Yep. Sundays. Sundays. <laughs> Sunday, Sunday. <laughs> and I'm Megan. You can follow me on Twitter at the Menguin. That's T-H-E-M-E-N-G-U-I-N. I am also on the Sword Art Online, Attack on Titan panels on Sundays, the Ruby panels every other Thursday, occasionally the Doctor Who ones, and and starting up pretty soon, uh, the Z Nation one on Sundays as well. Yeah, which is like 75% of this panel. So. Pretty much. <laughs> I'm Katie Cullen. You can find me on Twitter and Tumblr at Kiaxe. That's K-I-A-X-E-T. I am also on the Attack on Titan Sword Art Online and a brand new Z Nation panel all on Sundays. This panel, obviously. Arrow coming up. And Ruby every other Thursday. And uh, you guys can catch me on Twitter and Instagram at that Zach Wilson, and also here at AfterBuzz, you can catch me on uh, a ton of panels this this fall. Grim on uh, NBC, Resurrections coming back. Uh, the Strain is still going on FX. Uh, on uh, like Meg, occasionally on regular Doctor Who. Um, I've got Z Nation with these <laughs> yeah. guys. Uh, so much stuff. Oh, Grace Point. We're going to be talking some David Tennant fun. Yeah. I'm going to be the only yeah. one on that panel that's <laughs> super nerding out. Um, so. Uh, Thank you guys so much for watching. I'm Zach Wilson, and thanks for geeking out with us. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Exterminate you later! From executive producers, Maria Menounos... The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 